The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. The big thing that jumps out at me is hypos, because as we both know, falling into a hypo is like the worst thing as a diabetic. And yeah. It's a horrible feeling. It takes you, depending on how low you go, can take you a couple hours to kind of get back to how you feel normally. Because you you were hiding it in a way, had you any severe hypos as a result of that? Yeah. Um, again, I think I'd never had that many because I was injecting in sites where the body was finding it hard to process the insulin, um, which was something I did for quite a while. So I'd imagine a lot of the time I was actually hyper more. And of course, there aren't you, you don't tend to get symptoms as much mentally. It can affect you, but you're not going to be sort of passed out on the floor if, if your blood glucose is up at like 14, 15, which is what um in the sort of 250 300s for the americans um you know you can hypers are less um visible than hypos and i think mm. i'd had more hypers um in that age but there were certainly hypos where i've had a couple of ambulances called unfortunately uh, which is completely my own fault um, or others where i've had like mum and dad putting the um like the rubbing the glucogel on the in the inside of my gums and on my my cheeks uh, in on the inside to get it into the system um and yeah that that would come from me not testing and not wanting to to take awareness or ownership of it myself you mentioned there that you had ambulances call on you a few times what were the circumstances around that because that's obviously flashing red light yeah i mean they're just bad hypos where not i mean we've all we, you probably we all have hypos where we might drop to just under the, the four threshold and you know you might feel a bit funny but a few jelly babies or a few sweets and, and you're back to normal but these were ones where i was like effect passed out or almost like the body shutting off um where i'm not responsive if you if you were just to look um it looks like you're asleep but um obviously it's a lot more serious than that um and i mean thankfully well when the, these things happened it was a case of i'm not 
taken away to hospital in the ambulance you know you, they, they bring you round um whether that's with a, a small drip or again putting um like the glucagel rubbing the glucagel on the inside um of your mouth uh, on your gums and inside your cheek um and, and then i'm okay again but yeah i got myself into that position where these weren't hypos that you could deal with just by having a couple of sweets or a few uh, sips of orange juice or something no they, they were worse than that and it was because of my own mismanagement or or, or or not mismanagement but lack of management and, and lack of taking ownership and care yeah it's interesting to hear these sorts of stories and i know a few people that have been in similar situations too. Personally, I haven't dropped that low, thankfully. Not yet. <laughs> but it's it I suppose it just goes to show you how quickly and how often potentially things can go from okay to very, very bad living with type one. Now I I don't want to make a joke of people going into severe hypos. But I was reading a funny story about you this morning, Scott, about when I believe one of your old friends was the manager at Domino's and you were a delivery driver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this was one where I was, I was honored to doing the delivery. And, uh, again, because of my lack, my lack of management, I, di- I didn't have any, um, hypo treatments with me. Um, so I know I'm hypo. I'm not in a great place, but I'm not, I- I'm still aware of what's going on and i'm not in need of an ambulance or anything like that um but i'm not in a great place um i've got no sort of fast acting sweets or or drinks on me but what i do have is bags full of dominoes pizzas and the various (laughs) side orders that they have so it that kind of left me in a situation where i had to start um eating one of the um deliveries and um i did that it was the chicken dippers or kickers or whatever they call them which is like breaded bits of chicken um I had a couple of those I delivered to the, the customer and um, from what I gather there was no complaint ever made that they were a couple short um, so I kind of got away with that one um, but again look to, on a more serious point with that is those are the kind of things which are really not very good for treating hypos because bread and they're, they're more longer acting carbs but I was in a situation where it was that or nothing and that was better than nothing so um, I went with it but yeah there, there was me picking it orders um, <laughs> because I, I I had no other option. And did you tell the people that the delivery was for that there was a medical emergency? I had to dip into your order. No, uh, no, didn't tell them. I didn't even my my mate, who's still a good friend of mine, who who um, was the manager there at the time. Um, again, we're going back quite a few years here, uh, but I don't remember telling him. He does know now. Um, but no, I think again, I was keeping it secret because I wouldn't want to tell anyone about diabetes, and it wasn't something I was sort of proud of or wanted to bandish about. Or oh, look at me, I'm diabetic, you know. And something like that would again go in the same bracket of let's keep this secret. Let's let's not engage with it. Let's let's deal with it and then forget about it and i'm fine how are the people close to you reacting to all of this because it seems as if when you were at home you were checking your blood sugar you were taking your insulin that's where you were eating as we said that was kind of your safe diabetic space but were your were your family were any of your friends aware of the fact that once you left the house you were really struggling with it physically to look after it and even even more so the emotional mental side of it to think i just want to completely avoid this 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, close friends knew that I, I, I was diabetic, but they wouldn't know a great deal about it um, because I wouldn't really talk about it that much. And like anything, I, I don't know a lot about other medical conditions myself that I, I, I don't have or things, so I, I don't really blame them for that. Um, so they were always aware that I was diabetic, and a lot of the time, not not a lot of the time, but when I was having hypos, they would often just say to me, "You need some sugar." That would just be a line of "You need some sugar," and I would and I would know that I would, um, but I would say. Um, straight away no i'm fine no i'm fine again because i don't really want to engage with it i don't want anything to do with it but i would that would just be a complete lie because i'd know i would need some sugar again it was like a, what you'd call a, a mild hypo i was probably slurring some words a little bit maybe looking sometimes your eyes go a bit funny just things like that but i was still um aware of, of what was going on around me and that um, and I would always go and have some just o- on the sly um, because I wouldn't want to make a big deal about it or I- engage with it so yeah f- friends would know what was happening and yeah sometimes I'd have these mild hypos which aren't the end of the world um, uh, and I would deal with them I- in secret as much as I could um, so yeah I would say I was okay with that aspect of, of dealing with it when I was out but again it was all about hiding it you know I wouldn't want to be telling people or I would not want to be seen doing an injection. I would always do my injections when I was eating, i.e. the breakfast and evening meal, if I did happen to be eating out uh, one time, if I was at a friend's or something. Um, so I'd always be doing my injections. But again, I would be in a toilet. I would be somewhere where no one else w- would see me because it all goes back to this thing was I'm hiding it. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to know about it myself, let alone let alone other people know I've got it. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.